This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome everyone, you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit and you're with Alan at Willie for you. And my program is Body Matters. So thanks for joining me again this Saturday at five. And today I've got an interesting topic that I really want to speak about, which I think is so powerful. And you know, it's something we do every day and we don't always take note of it. And today I want to talk about the power of the tongue, that our tongues are so powerful and what we say, we are actually prophesying into our destiny. And I just want to read this scripture from Proverbs 18, 21 that says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? That we'll bear the consequences of the things that we say, that we speak out. And there's that scripture, which I'm just thinking of by heart, that says um, in Afrikaans, it says, What your heart full is, loop the mond van oor. So what's in your heart will come, in your, come out of your mouth. And it's either good or it's bad. So just to back that scripture up, let's start. Let me just start off with a few scriptures just to, to touch on this topic so that you can just see how powerful it is, our tongue, and what the consequences of, the, of, of that is. So let's see Ephesians 4.21. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. So even the words and the things that we say affects the people that hear it. So we can either speak lies into their hearts, we can speak death into their situations, and that it's so powerful. And it says that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And let's look at James one twenty six. It says, if any man among you seems to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. So just thinking about that scripture, saying if we are godly people, in other words, and we don't, um, you know, watch what we say, we just speak careless words, then our religion is in vain. Because we are supposed to represent Christ on this earth. And then another scripture in 1 Peter 3.10, it says, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they shall speak no guile. So what is the Lord saying here in 1 Peter 3? It says, if you want us to live long, then let your tongue, what you say, be positive. Um, and that's also powerful. Just another two scriptures. Let's look at that before um, I share a little bit more about the power of the tongue. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three says, who keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Now, I just want to say our tongue, the what we speak, what we say has got such a huge impact on our lives. It even says that if we speak positive words, it will, it will cause us to live long. 
if we keep, speak positive words, it will keep our souls from trouble. And in James 3, 8, it says, But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. And so let's come back to, because there's so many scriptures. I mean, if you can go and Google the tongue, just the power of the tongue, and you go through all these scriptures, it is so powerful because, you know, as Christians, and, and I'm speaking to everyone, but as Christians, we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us, and that spirit inside of us is as contains righteousness. Just because we've got God's spirit, we are in right standing with him. And we need to live out our righteousness. And when we we live out our righteousness, we need to speak positivity. We need to um, guard our mouths, guard our tongues, and watch what we say. But let's get back to what I really want to, to talk about today, is why is the tongue so powerful? You know, in Genesis 1, we can read about God who created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. And he spoke everything, the whole creation, God spoke into existence. So in Genesis 1, 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. If we are created then in God's image, then we have the same attributes as God. Isn't that so? If God spoke things into existence, then we are created in his image, then our words also have power and authority. So if God's word has creative power to create something out of nothing, then our words have power too. So what we speak is powerful because we can speak things into existence. So let's look at the power of words. You see, what we speak about our lives and our situations, we are actually in, we are actually prophesying into our circumstances, whatever we, where we find ourselves and into our futures. And therefore, we need to be careful about what we say. You see, if we trust the Lord for something, and just to give this as an example, we need to line our words up with that which we are trusting God for. Even if we don't see the outcome yet, we must speak things as if we already perceive it. Now, just to give an explanation, let's, but before I do that, let's read Romans 4.17 that says, Call those things which are not as though they were. Okay, so what is he saying? What is the word saying here? It means it does not mean we have to, to, um, to lie about our situations. For instance, what are we expecting from God? Are we expecting good things from God? Say, for instance, we are trusting God for something, uh, maybe for healing or maybe for a breakthrough in our situations. Then what does the word say? We need to speak or call those things which are not, which is not happening right now, but to call them into existence, meaning we prophesy it into existence. And, you know, even though someone, even though you might be sick and you are trusting God for healing. So often we say when people ask us how we are feeling, oh, you know, I'm dead tired. I'm, 
oh, I'm so deadly sick. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to live. I don't know. And all we are prophesying over ourselves through our words that carry power, we are we actually prophesying negativity. So we are speaking things into existence. Like God says, his word, he spoke things into existence and we are created in his image. So our words create things. It creates what we speak. So if we are trusting God for healing, then we need to line our words up with his words. And that is the scripture that I read that says, call those things which are not as though they were. So if someone asks you and you're sick, it would probably be a better answer would say, you know what, I'm going to get better. You know what, I'm trusting God for better things. I'm trusting God I'm going to be healed. So that could be a good response. So in Hebrews 11, 1, it says, faith is the things hoped for, an assurance of what we do not see. So in order for us to trust God in whatever the situation we may find ourselves in. You know, often we don't have work. Often we are trusting God for our children that are maybe lost or we are trusting God for a breakthrough. We just need help in a situation. Then the word says, the word, our words are powerful. Speak those things in, call it in. Thank you, Jesus. I will get work. Thank you, Father. You will provide. Thank you, Father. No matter if I don't see it right now, I trust and believe that you're going to do it. Because that is what Hebrews 11 one says. Faith is the things hoped for. What are you hoping for? You're hoping to get healed. You are hoping for a breakthrough in your situation. And if you are hoping for that, even when everything around you seems like it's falling apart, even when you don't see the healing, even when you don't see that job, even when you don't see your your child come back to Christ or whatever it is, even if you don't, faith is the things hoped for and the assurance of what we do not see. Call those things into existence. We may not be seeing the results of the outcome yet, but we are standing in agreement that it will come to pass. Having faith is not just being passive and just hoping for something to manifest. It's being active, speaking and calling those things into existence as if it already exists. Why? Because faith without works is dead. So if we have faith, believe that God is going to do something, then we need to put it in action. And how do we put it in action? We speak it out. We prophesy it. We claim it. And um, that is how faith is perfected. When we put our faith to works, even in the midst of whatever is going on around us. You see, we need to know what the word of God says about our situation. So when we talk about the power of the tongue, you know, I'm talking about, we've we've read a whole lot of scriptures earlier on. The power of the tongue is so many things. Um, You know, the power, our our tongues are so powerful. And um, to speak things out loud, even think about it. When you got saved, it says, confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Confess it. And it doesn't mean to think it, but it's to speak it out. You know, when you speak things out, you speak it out in the spiritual realm. 
you're putting their art. It's it's powerful. Your your words are have creative power, and you know when you when we are in a situation where we are trusting God for something, we can go back to the Word of God and see what does the Word of God say regarding our situations. I mean, if you're trusting God for healing, go and get healing scriptures. Meditate on them and declare them. Declare those words, the word of God out loud. Declare it over your body. Declare it in the atmosphere. Declare it over whatever your situation is because there's power in the tongue. So the word is powerful. And in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. Who is the word? It's Jesus. And the word was God. So Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That is powerful. It says the word of God is alive. So when you go and you're trusting God for something and you take the word of God and you speak it out, it says it's alive. It's alive. It's not dead. So something that is alive needs to create. It needs to do something. It doesn't just sit there. It's not dead. So that is why our our words are so powerful. You see, the word penetrates when we speak things. The word penetrates every fiber of our existence because the word is alive and God's word is alive. And that is why the word of God is powerful. Our words are powerful. And when we line up our words with God's word, how much more powerful is that not? Because the the, the, the Bible says that the word of God, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. So we're speaking life and God into every situation. But let us take a short break, a short music break, and then we'll touch more on this topic of the Word of God. Welcome back. You're with Alana Ulyfeer on my program called Body Matters. And I've been talking about the power of the tongue. And I've just been touching on why is it important, you know, that we watch what we say. And just going back to what I said previously before this break, it was that, you know, that we are created in God's image. And God created the whole world by speaking it into existence. And if God can speak things into existence and his word has creative power and we are created in his image, then our words have created power too. And then I also just touched on the word of God itself and how powerful it is that when our words line up with the word of God, what the Bible says, what the word says, in every situation of our lives, how powerful that is. And then we touch on the fact that the word of God is alive. That means it's not dead, it's alive. It will carry power. And so I want to uh, touch on to um, angels. You know, when it says in Psalm 103.20, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word 
heeding the voice of his word. You know that we have got angels. God has put angels on this earth to protect us. Angels are assigned to protect us and go to work on our behalf as they heed to the word of God. In other words, if you go a little bit and read about it, it says that angels, when we speak the word of God into our situations, it activates the angels to accomplish the work of the Lord. Okay, so so God has angels that he has assigned to help us and they are activated by our words and God's word, his word. So let me just give an example here of Daniel 10, 12. Maybe it'll make more sense. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. And I, which is um, the archangel Michael, I've come in an answer to your prayers. So what is he saying? God sends his angels to to help us to accomplish his will. So that's just an example that when we speak the word of God, when we it, it activates the angels to go and work on be, on behalf of God. And then just another thing that that will help us when we are struggling in whatever situation. I don't know about you, but many of us have prophecies. God had given you maybe a prophecy um, as a Christian. Like we 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 believe in that these prophetic people give us prophetic words, and um, you know sometimes I in my own personal life I've realised that God will give you a prophetic word about someone or something before something happens. Um, say for instance, God will give like God gave me a word. Um, many years ago, he said to me, and I think it's in Psalm 123, that you will live to see your children's children. And that was the word I was praying one day. I said, Lord, I was very sick at that stage of my life. And I said, God, I've got four kids. Lord, please don't let me die. I want to see my children and I want to see my grandchildren. And when I flipped my Bible open, and this was a direct word from God, As I flipped my Bible open, I saw a scripture in Psalm 123, the very last one that said, and you, I trust that you will live to see your children's children. And you know what? It was like that that scripture jumped out just as I prayed that prayer. And I believe that was God's word that was saying this for that time, for that specific prayer, he answered me. And you know what? There were many times in the last few years that I was so sick to a point where I thought, oh, I don't know, am I going to make it? You know? And I remembered, and my husband reminded me of that scripture. But Alana, how, how can you say that? Didn't the Lord tell you that you will live to see your children's children? And all of a sudden, you know, with with being fearful and anxious, I was like, yo, you're right. The devil is now playing with my head. It doesn't matter how I feel right now. The end result is is I'm going to get through whatever I'm I'm going through right now. And that's why I hold on to the promises and the prophecies that the Lord has given you regarding your life and the situation that you entrust him. 
You know, sometimes people give you a prophetic word. Sometimes you might even have a dream that God tells you or shows you something in the future. And then something happens and it's completely the opposite. And you think, no, well, what's going on now? But but God gave you that so that you could stand on that prophetic word. So put the Lord in remembrance of his promises and prophecies that you have received. Because during that time, when I was feeling that way, I said, Lord, I am holding you to your word. I, and not in a negative way. I am standing on that word that you said I will live to see my children's children. And you know what? It builds your faith. And then you just realize that the devil is already wanting you to speak death of your own situation, wanting you to feel hopeless, wanting you to feel, you know, this is not going to, oh, you know what, this is, this is the end. So God gives us prophecies because it's his heart. He wants to show us the truth. So when you're in a place where you are struggling or you had a bad report, but God had given you promises. Speak it out. Claim it. Declare it. Use your power of your mouth to call that which is not as if it is. You see, in 2 Corinthians 1, 2, and I'm going back to the promises, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So if God had given you a word, if he had prophesied, if you had prophesied something and you've tested it and you know it's from God, it will come to pass. I mean, think about Abraham and I'm just now going off track, but think about Abraham and Isaac. The Lord already said to Abraham, through his seed, many nations would be, uh, would, 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 be, would come out of, of his seed and he would be a father. And then he had Ishmael, and Ishmael, the Lord had to bless Ishmael because he said that, that Abraham's seed would be blessed. And then he had Isaac, and, the Lord, uh, and then the Lord said to him, but now you need to sacrifice Isaac. So even knowing that he had to go and sacrifice Isaac, the Lord already said to him, I will bless your nation. He knew God, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Abraham knew already that God, why would God do this if he said already in his word he was going to bless that nation? And um, But he went and he was obedient. He would have done it anyhow. But God made a way for him because God wanted to test his heart. But that's just an example that if God says something, it will come to pass because his promises are yes and amen. The devil is the father of lies. God is a, a God of the truth. He will never lie because God will never um, go against what he says. So trust God in time. Speak it out. In 1 Thessalonians 5.20 it says, Do not treat prophecy with contempt. This meaning that the Lord wants us to take prophecies which we have received seriously. Prophecies are words spoken by man, but it reflects the Lord's heart and purpose for your life and my life. 
And sometimes things may happen. We don't always know why we are in situations. You know, God might have given you a promise or you might have a prophetic word. You don't see it. It's like, Lord, what's going on? You said that this and this was going to happen, but everything around you doesn't seem like anything's going on. And in Isaiah 55, 10 to 11, it also says, The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. But it's the same with my word. I sent it out and it will always, it doesn't say sometimes, it says always produce fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper wherever I will send it. Now, I want to say to you, listen to the statement, and it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. You know that the word of God, everything in the word of God is for us. Everything. Just because God gave highlighted one Scripture for me saying you will live to see your children's children doesn't mean it's just for me. But God spoke to me directly. I knew it was for, from him. And God will do it with many of you. That sometimes you will pray. You might open up your Bible and it's like, oh, here's the answer. But then there's days you open up the word of God and, and you think, God, speak to me. The whole Bible is for each and every one of us to take from, to eat from. Because we don't live just according to food. We live according to the word of God. It's the word of God that brings life. Life in abundance. So there's two kinds of lives. One spiritual life and the other one is physical. That's normal bread and food that we eat. But the word of God will bring spiritual life to us. It's the word of God that brings healing to our body. It's the word of God that brings truth. And we need to speak it out because God says he cannot go back on his word. If we claim that word, if we speak it out, if we believe it, then it will come to pass because God cannot go back on his word. And if we think about the power of prayer, and this is this one, it is one thing to declare the word of God, but another thing to pray, because praying is going into your, your inner room and speaking to God. So when you declare, you're declaring it, you're claiming it, you're saying, thank you, Lord, this is going to happen. Thank you, Lord, my daughter is going to come back. Thank you, Lord, I will get that job. Thank you, Father, you're speaking those things into existence, even when they do not exist. That's a declaration, declaring it, speaking it out. But then we get to a point where we are, we are in prayer with God. And that's something a little bit different. This is when we're communicating with God. And the word of God says, never cease to pray. Never cease praying. You know, I don't know about you, but as a Christian, when you have a relationship with God, I mean, I speak to God all the time. Sometimes when I'm driving in the car and I say, Lord, you know, I still need to go do shopping. I still need to pick up the kids from school. Um, God, I still need to do this. Please help me. Help me to remember that. And you know what? I, I have to share this now that I'm, I'm chatting to you. I, um, I remember just it was last year sometime. 
And I was lying in bed and it was a Sunday afternoon. And I just said, oh, Lord, I'm just going to lie down till three o'clock. And I just said, God, just wake me up at three because I've got other things to do. But, you know, because I'm in conversation with him all the time, you know, you you just speak to him about the day-to-day mundane things of life. And I said, Lord, I just want to sleep till three. Please just wake me up at three. And I fell asleep and I heard someone call my name, Alana. And I thought, oh, who is this? You know, is it my daughter? Is it my husband? I, I don't even recognize this voice. And I was lying there still with my eyes closed, wondering who it is. And as I got out, there was no one there. And I looked on my phone that was on my bedside table. It was three o'clock on the dot. Oh, you know, I was so chuffed. I was so like, oh, God, you woke me up. But I, I just told everybody it was like, sure, God really woke me up. You know how awesome that feels. And it's not often that God speaks to us audibly, but that is so amazing. And now and then you just need to know that God does hear your prayers. And I'm not more special than you because it's, you know, it's not very often that we hear him audibly, but God is good. Never stop praying. So in Luke 18, 1, 5 is the parable of the persistent widow. Now, I don't know if you know the story, but I'm going to quickly read this to you because this is one of my our favorite stories. It says one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He neither feared God nor cared about people. Okay, so what, what does that mean? He wasn't a godly man at all. And a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. So that doesn't tell you what just what was going on in her life, but she was coming to him constantly. I need justice. And the judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. And I am going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. And that is in Luke 18, 1 to 5. And then in Luke 18, 6 to 8, it continues. It says, then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision at the end. So don't you think that the Lord will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on this earth that have faith? So what the Lord is saying, that he's a good God. He's a good God. Never stop. Because if that unjust judge would give that woman, if he didn't even care about her, what she wanted, how much more will our Father in heaven not give us, not hear us, not give us what we, his children, need? So never give up on trusting and praying for your circumstances. Keep on knocking. You never know when that door will be open. And in Matthew 7, 7, it says, Trust the Lord for your healing or whatever you may be contenting him for. You don't know when the breakthrough will come. Okay, so that in Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Don't give up. Never stop praying and never stop trusting him. 
You see, there are times in our lives when we don't know what to pray for. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you, you know, you, your circumstances is so bad. And I, and I know I'm, I'm jumping from the power of the tongue, but you know what? Even praying and getting the word of God is speaking out, it's asking God, it's trusting him, speaking those things out. And praying is one way where we communicate with God. And I don't know about you, but I speak loud to God. I don't speak in my head unless I'm in a public place and I'm like, Lord, please, Jesus, just help me, help me. And and I'm in my mind. But most of the times I speak out loud. And I know people sometimes think you're crazy because you're mumbling to yourself or I'm driving in the car praying. And, you know, there are sometimes it gets to a point in your life where you don't know what to say anymore. You've been praying. You've been knocking. And the word of God says that there are times that we need to trust the Holy Spirit to pray on our behalf. Um, you know, there are times in our lives when we, like I said, we don't know what to pray. And this is where we pray in our heavenly tongue. Now, not everybody has has tongues or speaking tongues. And I know there's a lot of people that don't even believe in it. But they, God has given each and every one of us a tongue. And if you do have a tongue that you can speak in, it says in Romans 8, 26, 27, it says, So in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself, the Spirit of God inside of you, intercedes for us through word, worthless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit meaning that the Spirit of God who lives in us knows everything about us. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows everything. And because the Spirit intercedes for God's people according to the will of God. You know, sometimes you don't know what to pray for. You don't know, do I go right? Do I go left? And you don't always know the will of God. Then pray in the Spirit because the Spirit knows exactly the will of God. He knows the right decision. You might not know it mentally or emotionally, but God will always guide you in his best way. And that is why it's so powerful to pray in the Spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit to intercede on your behalf. You know, God is in control of everything. Sometimes the things we are trusting the Lord for doesn't always manifest immediately. Or sometimes he does not always give us what we ask for. But we need to understand that the Lord is ultimately in control of our lives. For he has the final say in everything that we do. You know, when you put your trust in God and you're praying and you're declaring and you're doing everything, you're putting your trust in the word. You know, sometimes we get discouraged. As people, we don't see, we might be praying for years. You might be in a situation where you trust in God for something for so long. And it's like, God, you're not making a way for me. And you feel so disappointed. And sometimes we even get angry with God. But just remember, God's timing is always perfect. He's ultimately in control of our lives. You know, I always believe that no matter what we go through, God is always building faith within us. Because you come, sometimes you get, you become in your desperate situation, we become so dependent on God. And that is putting our faith in Him. 
And in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So all we need to know is that God is a good and all-knowing God. God has our best interest at heart. And in Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, that I want to just end off here with this section before we take a music break and just say, you know what? No matter what you see, no matter how dark things are, speak life. Speak life. And even our words that we speak does not just affect us. It affects the people around us, what we say, because that's what enters their ears and settles into their hearts. So we as Christians have a responsibility to guard our hearts. But just before I end um, now with a short music break, I'm going to come back on just touching a little bit on thankfulness and what thankfulness is really all about. So let's take a short break. Welcome back. This is Alana Willyfear with my program called Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about the power of the tongue. And I just want to, before I end this program, just chat a little bit about thankfulness. You know, experience, um, to, to be able to be grateful towards God, to show your gratification towards him. You know, I find so many times when we are praying and we are declaring that we, you know, we ask God for things. Lord, help me with this. Lord, I need this. Lord, it's it's all about us. And, you know, sometimes in the midst of all of us, it says in Psalm 100, 3 to 4, it says, Enter his gates with praise giving or thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And I just want to read it from the beginning from verse 3. It says, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures. And then it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And I'm talking about our words being powerful. And you know what? I believe that sometimes we can get so caught up with, Lord, help me, help me, help me. It's all about me and what we want. But there's a time, and I know I'm sometimes guilty of it too, to say, God, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you that you are Lord and God. Lord, thank you that I'm alive. Thank you for the breath that I have in me. You know, I thank you, Lord, for the good things that are happening in my life. To acknowledge, you know, the goodness of God, that he made us, and that actually we are, you know, we are his creation, and we created in his image. And you know what? Thankfulness is a form of humility, acknowledging that nothing good comes from within us, but only from God above. You know, every breath that we take, everything that we have, um, you know, comes from God. 
And um, I know there's also if you, it's such a beautiful um, scripture in Psalm 103, and I don't have it here in front of me. It says, bless the Lord, all my soul. You know, and fuck, bless the Lord, all my soul. Bless God. There's that song that goes, bless the Lord, all my soul. Oh, worship his holy name. Sing like never before. And that is just acknowledging God for who he is. And, you know, in James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. What does it mean? God does not change like shifting shadows. God does not change indicates that he's always good. He's not one day good and one day bad. And just coming, touching on this topic, and I'm going a little bit off thankfulness. But just remember that God is good and that the devil is bad. So everything that is good comes from God. Sickness and diseases do not come from God. God doesn't use it to punish us. Sickness and diseases is not in heaven. So it comes from the enemy. Bad things that happen come from the enemy. Good things is from God. But you know what? We are in the middle of all of this and we can choose. We choose either life or death. And that lies in the power of the tongue. So if we want good things from God, then we need to to ask God for good things. We need to possess it. Our lives, our health, our families, all our possessions. You know, if we think of God, every good thing that we have comes from the Lord. Even when our circumstances are not perfect because we live in a fallen world, we can always find something in the midst of our trouble to thank God for it. You know, there are people out there that may be experiencing the worst difficulties. There might be people that are, 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 are have life-threatening diseases. There are people that are on their last at the moment, facing death. And there are people that might have disabilities or their lives have just been, you know, they've had disaster upon disaster. And sometimes even when we have it good, we're not thankful. And today I just want to remind you that when you pray, when you ask God, and even I'm talking to myself, thank him for the things he has done. Um, You know, this just makes me think, and this is not even part of what I've prepared for today, but it, it makes me think of that story of the lepers. You know, when we... 10 people came to God, and I'm, I'm not sure of the whole story exactly, but all I know, 10 people were sick, and God healed all 10 of them, but only one came back to say thank you. Isn't that sad? And to me is, thank God, let us express our gratitude towards God. You know, just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for what we have. Speak it out. Trust God. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what I have. Because cultivating a heart of thankfulness cultivates a positive attitude in one's life. You know, when we are thankful in our hearts, you know, when we speak our thankfulness, it creates positivity within us. And instead of speaking negativity, we speak positive things. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you that my circumstances, you know, whatever I'm going through now, it's going to get better. Thank you, God, that you are good. Thank you that you're looking after me. Thank you for the food I have. Thank you, Lord. You know, within that, it gives us a heart of just gratitude. You know, God looks at our hearts. Sometimes we say, you know, we we look at him for put our hands out and we say, we want, we want this, Lord. But sometimes we need to just say, thank you, Lord. And I just want to end off with that. You know, I just want to say in everything that we say, everything that we do, it has power. There is definitely power and um, power in the tongue. So I just want to pray for you today. And I, I, I just feel in my heart, um, yeah, that, you know, even gossip, you know how many times we gossip about other people <laughs> or say things or we just throw things out there carelessly. You know, God sees it. He says we will give an account for every single word that we say. And it says even those who speak negativity towards other, even any foolish words that we say, we're going to stand before God and give an account. And as Christians, I just want to encourage you, just guard your mouth. If you speak, then let it be positive. Because when you are speaking positivity, you're speaking it out in the atmosphere, whether it's your circumstances, whether it's over people. I mean, I even know of stories where, where parents you know, we'd say to the kids, you know, you're stupid. You're not going to amount to anything. Or, um, you know, look at you again. Why, why are you doing this? You know, you're so fat. And we joke and we make little jokes and we throw things out there. But you know what? Those words, we're going to um, stand account. And those words um, speak lies into other people who hear it. You know, they take it. It affects them. We are speaking death over their lives. We are cursing them when we say and do things which does not line up with God's word. So, Father, I just want to bring every single listener um, today to you that's listening to my voice. And, Lord, I know I've been speaking all over the place. But, Father, I just pray even if there was one thing today that touched one listener's heart father that you will penetrate their hearts today that you will remind all of us again that we are representatives of you jesus and that what we say that we won't be careless that you holy spirit will help us that every time we say or do things whether it's jokingly or or not or we say oh we're only playing you know but but those words that sting, Father, those little things that we um, say to hurt others because our hearts are sometimes not right towards them, Father. Lord, come, come and heal us. Take away the bitterness, Father. Search our hearts, Father God, because you said what is in the heart comes out of the mouth. And if we are speaking negative things, Father, then where's the root of it? Show us that root, Father, that we can ask you to forgive us or forgive those who have hurt us, Father, and set them free. Lord, remind us through your Holy Spirit. Convict us when we speak things or say negative words that are not from you. Lord, that we will speak life 
and life in abundance. Your word says that we should choose life, Father God, and help us today to choose life in every situation, Father. Because in Proverbs 18.21, you said, Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruits of it. Father, help us to eat good fruit, because we spoke good things. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to say thank you to each and every listener that, that tunes in every Saturday at 5 to listen to this program. I just really trust that this word has blessed you and that has just reminded you again. Even as I've prepared for this, it, it reminds me to, you know, sometimes be careless with our words, but that God will really help us to, to speak life. It's, it's to our own benefit and for the benefit of those around us. So have a beautiful and blessed weekend, and I'll see you again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Willifier. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.